You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Laugh Button Podcast right here on the Riotcast Network. My name is Mark Seaman. There's or not. We've got intern Will and uh, Metal Insider Bram. Hanging out with me on this edition. Where's Matt? Uh, Matt is dead. I thought we concluded that. Well, well, he's he's basically dead. Well, we heard that Mark was dead, and he's here. I'm here. Uh, right. Uh, well, what's the rumor? What'd you hear? What'd you hear, bro? Um, I I hear he's getting married. Oh, okay. I'm proud of the guy. Yeah, I'm very proud of proud. Matt. Is officially going to be off the market uh, ladies, this weekend. Sorry, <laughs> ladies, gentlemen. <laughs> The rest of society, Matt, is off the market. Uh, so congratulations to Matt. He can't be with us on this edition of the podcast, which features special guest comedian Sean Donnelly in celebration of his brand new album, Manual Labor Force. So we'll be talking to Sean Donnelly in just a bit. But before we do, I want to thank Will ahead of time and Bram ahead of time for helping me out with the news. And there's lots of news to discuss. So let's get to it. Uh, Bram, it. you an SNL fan? I am. Okay, what's the... Do you remember the first time you ever experienced Saturday Night Live? Like, do you remember seeing it for the first time? Definitely early 80s-ish. Okay. Do Billy you, Crystal, Phil Hartman, uh, Eddie Murphy, of course. Okay. Yeah, that was a that was a decent cast. I think Mark everyone's Jordan. real defensive about their era, right, of SNL, that they clearly remember, like, oh, my cast is the best. Uh, but it's not. Everybody's cast is the best, I think. Like, Will over here probably thinks that the yes. current cast is the best because Will is only Definitely six, 16, no. 15. How old are you, Will? Um, that's, I don't know. You know, that's undetermined at this point. No, I'm uh, 23. All right, he's 23. So, but, yes, I wanted to say when I got into SNL, mm -hmm. it was 2000. Okay. The first sketch I saw was the lockbox. The lockbox sketch. Yeah. You wow. know what I'm talking about is Gore sure. and Bush and they, Gore the wouldn't leave. Box. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Best That's the worst ever. Al Gore ever. Love that sketch. It's not the best sketch ever. No, okay, fine. It's not the Bram, best Bram, what's sketch your ever, favorite but... SNL sketch of all time? Oh, so many. I don't even know where I start. Okay. Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. That's, that's a good one. That's also a good one. That's the Eddie Murphy one, right? Again, yeah. I mean, it relates back to the first time I actually watched it and was yeah. like, whoa, they can do that on TV? Eddie Murphy was in a bunch of good ones. The the Gumby one. Did you ever see yep. that one? Yeah. Mr. White. Mr. White Gumby was a great sketch. one, actually. Of course. Yeah, Mr. White was a good one. Uh, yeah. My favorite uh, were when Jack Handy uh, Deep Thoughts would come on. I thought those were great. So, anyway, Saturday Night Live uh, has announced the return of Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Yeah. Among uh, other December hosts. Um, are we excited about that? Tina Fey, Amy Poehler? Or do you think yeah. at this point bringing back old SNL cast members is kind of like... Hey, we couldn't get anybody else. I think they're the gold standard for the last decade or so. Mm -hmm. uh, they're a really good team. They've hosted shows together outside of SNL. Um, and, yeah, I'll be watching. I'll be watching as well. Uh, Will. It's gonna, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's kind of done for ratings to a certain extent. But I also think it's going to be great. Like, they're, they always deliver. Yeah, they're undeniable. Sure. You think Un they take over the uh, weekend update desk and kick out Shay? Of Jay course, and, of course. I think, or, or I think, I don't know if they'll kick them out, but I think they'll at least be there, you know? Sure. As um, perhaps other characters, but yeah. All right, they're paired up with Bruce Springsteen, who will be the musical guest on December 19th. Not a bad pairing. 
or or a triplet of pair. What's a what's a? That's a power trio. What, yeah, we'll what's call a, it a power trio. What's a pairing plus a single person? What's that equal? What is that? A menage a trois. I think so. So that's happening December nineteenth. Threesome. <laughs> Threesome. December fifth, <laughs> we have Ryan Gosling uh, as the host. I know you two are very excited for that. Are you guys Gosling fans? You have posters I'm on your wall. Always been a big Gosling fan. Yep. I'm a little. I'm a little moist right now. Okay. <laughs> right. He's being honest. The beard is looking a little. Look, does look like it. you just got out of the shower. <laughs> right. I'm he's, sorry, guys. He's paired up with Leon Bridges. And on December 12th, Chris Hemsworth, star of the brand new film In the Heart of the Sea, uh, will be hosting with Chance the Rapper. Whoa. So, who knew? Uh, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know anything Chance the Rapper does. I'm assuming he raps, potentially. Uh, I think there's a chance he does that. Yeah. I think that was there, good. There is good. a chance yeah. he does that. Well played, Bram. <laughs> All right. So let's move on from that. Good SNL news. Good way to close out the year. I think that's a fantastic, uh, fantastic lineup. All right, Mystery Science Theater 3000, one of my favorite shows of all time. Bram, I feel like you're going to be with me on this one. Will just recently became aware of Mystery Science Theater 3000 when we had him write a story for thelaughbutton.com, and uh, he had no idea what it was, so we explained it to him. He seemed just as interested as he was before he had ever been explained what Mystery Science Theater 3000 was, <laughs> but he got through the story. Um, you're making me sound like an idiot here. Well, no, you're not an idiot. You just, you were like, okay, I got other comedy stuff I'm going to You're just not a to. student of comedy. Yeah. Uh, that's debatable. I, I think you're taking classes. I guess you are a student of comedy, but yeah. uh, I think we graduated. Yeah, we're, 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 you're, we're yeah. still now. taking classes as well. Mm-hmm. We're all students. You guys are getting your doctorates. There's uh, Pat, nothing funny about that? getting a doctorate in yeah. comedy. <laughs> I don't know. All right, so Mr. <laughs> Too many papers. Theater 3000 is coming back. It's uh, getting reinvigorated. Uh, the original creator, Mr. Uh, Hodgson, right? Uh, Joel Hodgson Joel, yep. is bringing the show back via Kickstarter. And uh, as to, as of the time of this recording, I'm. it's got to be 100% now. Uh, it was at 90 when we wrote the story for the website. Uh, so it's got to be at 100%. So we're looking at 10, maybe more brand new episodes of Mystery Science Theater 3000. And who's going to host it? Everybody was wondering. Now we've got the answer. It's comedian Jonah Ray from the Nerdist community. Uh, if you listen to the Nerdist podcast and you know who Jonah Ray is, if you're a fan of comedy, you probably know who Jonah Ray is. If you don't know who Jonah Ray is, well, guess what? He's going to be the new host of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Bram, uh, do you have a favorite throwaway line from Mystery Science Theater 3000 for those who don't know how it works? You know what? Quite honestly, I don't. I watched it. I haven't gone back to it. Um, I haven't. I was never like a religious watcher of the show, but it's really entertaining. Have you ever seen an episode, Will? I actually did watch an episode after. There's actually a lot on YouTube. Yeah. And what were your thoughts? Yeah. What'd you think? As a first time. I thought it was really good. I mean, it's kind of a pretty simple premise. Um, What's your favorite throwaway line? uh, It comes from the Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie movie. uh, And there is a scene where a plane is flying over a city and someone just off the distance says, hey, look, I can see the Cubs losing from here. (laughs) And it's just super funny because I'm a huge Cubs fan. So uh, that will forever be ingrained in my brain. So anytime I'm on a plane, I always hit my wife and say, hey, look. And then she goes... Let me guess. You can see the Cubs losing from here because she's only heard it a million times. Uh, do you think there's going to be a lot of people that are unfamiliar with Mystery Science Theater 3000 like Will? Yeah, uh, discovering it. And, yeah, uh, it's been a long time. So. 100%. And the reason why, 
uh, Jonah Ray, right? He's he's a, a comedian that you know the younger generation of comedy fans like will uh, know and will gravitate towards or have gravitated towards through the Nerdist podcast or or any of uh, the number of things that Jonah Ray has done. His show with Camille Nanjiani on on Comedy Central. Um, the Meltdown. If you don't know about it, check it out. It's a great show. Uh, so yes, I think a new generation will come, and I think uh, they'll stick around too. I mean, this show lasted a long time for a reason. It's phenomenal. It's great joke writing, and it's the best way to watch a crappy movie. In my Absolutely. Opinion. All right. All right. We recently posted on thelapbutton.com a brand new trailer for F is for Family. It's the brand new Netflix animated series starring Bill Burr, who recently just sold out Madison Square Garden as part of the New York Comedy Festival. Uh, you guys fans of Bill Burr? You're, you're on board Definitely. with the Burr? How can you not be a fan of He's Bill great. Burr? He's great. Be a comedy fan? Definitely at the top of his game. Thanks I mean, for that uh, color commentary, Brad. I'm just saying. I mean, who? Glad to what, have you in the booth. What what comics could sell out Madison Square Garden? Uh, Louis C.K. Probably Chris Rock, Kevin Hart. Yep, Dane Cook. I don't think, Still, I don't know if Dan, I don't think Dane Cook. Could. No offense, Dane, if you're listening. George Carlin. Oh, you mean right now, currently? Right now. Mm. Yeah, at some point in his career, I'm sure. Right, Bill Burr. Yeah, I, mean, I know Gabriel Iglesias it, tried to do it. I'm not sure if it was a sellout. Um, Aziz Ansari. I mean, he, he yeah, Aziz sold his out. Show. One one and a half shows he sold out. He he ended up booking a second oh, really? one. I don't know if the second one sold out, but still, that's pretty good. That's my point, though. Like, yeah. basically, there's a very mm. short list of people that can do it. Yeah, that's a better way of putting it. All right. Than my generic like, hey, he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got the trailer up for F is for Family. You guys watched it right before we started the podcast. What'd you think? Um, I, I I'm looking forward to watching it. It's kind of like to me, sort of a cross between that '70s show. Mm-hmm. And King of the Hill and Filth. Right. There's a lot of F-bombs flying around there. Do you feel... Maybe that's what the F is for. Do you feel like Bill Burr maybe in this new animated series is kind of like the Archie Bunker of animated comedy maybe? Like, do you, do you get that vibe at all from it? A little all, all in the family? Actually, no. Okay, not at all, really. Okay. Well, Archie Bunker was prejudiced and you're supposed to laugh at that. Uh, the kind of... I guess underlying thing of this is it's just like it's the 70s before people are really enlightened and uh, you know he's just doing what his dad did in the 50s or whatever and uh, I don't know I'm looking forward to it Will thoughts yeah I mean I'm definitely looking forward to this and the voices are great on this you got Justin Long Laura Dern Sam Rockwell Mm -hmm. Um, it's my favorite actor Sam Rockwell all time favorite love that guy totally underrated actor as far as um, that goes did you ever see Moon Moon is one of my favorites it's It's such a it's such a good movie And, and if anyone hasn't seen Moon Bram have you seen Moon uh, I have. Yeah. Have you? Yes. <laughs> yes, I definitely <laughs> have seen the movie starring my favorite actor of all time. Um, yeah, it was a great movie. Man. Okay, was... but back back to Bill Burr. Sorry. I didn't mean Oh, to thanks go. for bringing it back. I didn't realize we were <laughs> off track at all whatsoever. Well. Um, but no, I'm, I'm super excited about this. The, the animation looks fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on Netflix. Netflix is putting everything good out right now. Yeah, they, got, they have Bram's new special coming out Bram's right very soon. Uh, yeah, unbrammed. Yeah, Bram. Um, <laughs> okay, but yes, <laughs> me without a mic. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm sorry. I've been no, drinking a little bit. Netflix does have almost every single special. Yeah. Master, uh, Master None was great for. Yep. Yeah, with Bob you, and David. Yeah, with Bob and David. I mean, the, n- neither of these are specials. I, uh, uh, these are no, no, <laughs> these are television shows. I, we we're talking about that. Netflix That's, as a network. We're talking about Netflix. God, God, Mark. 
Uh, but no, those Captain are both... Technical, aren't you guys glad I'm I miss Matt. <laughs> I'll just say it. I miss Matt. <laughs> yeah, we miss Matt. <laughs> Go to laughbutton.com. You can listen to two tracks from Greg Proops' new album called In the Ballpark. It doesn't come out till November 27th, so be sure to do that. And you can also see the trailer for the upcoming Showtime special from Jermaine Fowler entitled Give Em Hell, Kid. Uh, again, that's uh, Jermaine Fowler. All right, this is an interesting thing to talk about, especially since we have multi-generations involved in this news portion of the podcast right now. Bram, I'm not calling you old. I'm uh, not as old as you, but you're not... You know, I think my grandma, who's like 90, is old. You sure. Know, I consider that old. But from a technological standpoint... What are we doing? It's a talky thing? Yeah. through Into uh, a microphone, connected pod, to a cable. Podcast? <laughs> and it's a... Okay. Uh, Age has nothing to do with being able to pronounce words, Bram. I don't know that. <laughs> it's clearly podcast, whether you've experienced it at all or not. Uh, well, my maybe grandma I'll would listen. read it and say podcast. Maybe I'll listen on the internet. I have like 30 free hours of AOL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you remember getting those discs in the mail? Yeah, I do. 30 free hours Because of I'm old. It's like, hey, uh, cancel your uh, uh, synergy and, and get... Uh, what did you have? Did you have... Before AOL, what did you use? Oh no, that was it. AOL did you have CompuServe? Was... You didn't have CompuServe no, before. I, I wasn't that. I wasn't that newfangled. Oh, okay. My family didn't even have a TV when I was growing up. So. Oh, okay, that's right. You were raised. Uh, I was raised Quaker. Yeah, Quaker. Yeah, I don't think there's any Quaker anti-internet rules, but we were just a little slow on the uptake. So. How do you think a How do you think a sitcom focused around a Quaker family would would do on television? Like, do you, like. Kingpin came out. Great movie. Yep. Right? Yep. And they weren't afraid of offending any of the Amish because the Amish weren't going to be able to see it anyway. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> so there were no there was no recourse there. Do you do you think the same could be said uh, for a television show that could come out featuring I don't Quakers? think so. Because Amish people are like Hasidic Jews. Like there's they're the extreme left of 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 Quakers. Okay. There's a lot of normal Quite, like Richard Nixon was a Quaker. Oh, was he? Did yeah. You know there you go. You learned something today. I did. You just came here expecting to laugh and I, hear about comedy. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I've done neither so far. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't realize uh, yeah, Nixon yeah, was Quaker. Yeah, yeah. Like Quakers are fun. Like if you were to actually take just every stereotype of a Quaker, it would probably be a really funny sitcom. Right. Like Lots of barn raising. Yeah. The a buggy or two. Yep. Hats. Yeah. But no, Quakers are really pretty enlightened like? people. What? Is that what your upbringing was like? No. no okay. I grew up in um, a major city that was terrible. But What major city did you grow up in? Philadelphia? A little town called Camden, right oh, across Camden, from Oh, Camden, New Jersey. Yeah, sure. the murder capital of the world. Yeah, which happens to be Quakerville, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were one of... Uh, I My family were four or five of um, six or seven Quakers oh, in wow. Camden. Okay, did you guys like... Did you, were you always herded together? Like, you'd, you'd all... Decide to meet. do the same thing at the house. same time. That way you'd have protection. You know, like, hey, we're all going to venture out into the wild. Let's all stick together. You're Power in numbers. Just You're... all hold hands. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're insulting more, Quakers or Camden. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so anyway, well, where are we? It doesn't matter. They're not going to hear this. Let's bring it back. To, all right, so uh, let's bring it back. <laughs> so we were talking about technology, and this is something oh, yeah. new coming to NBC. We've, we've briefly mentioned it in the past here on the Lap Button Podcast. NBC's new comedy streaming service called CISO is going to start a free beta preview on December 3rd. That's right around the corner until it goes live in January of next year where everybody's going to have to pay four bucks a month for the service. So most people are like, all right, well, what am I going to get for four bucks a month? 
Well, it's strictly a comedy service, which is great. And the properties that are going to be involved with CISO include Monty Python. That's going to be all their movies, Flying Circus, all that good stuff. Um, because it is coming from NBC, we're going to get Parks and Recreation. Uh, Saved by the Bell is going to be uh, affiliated with this. The Office and uh, episodes of The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon and Late Night with Seth Meyers. Those will be available like the day after. Now, for four bucks, you're thinking, why, why do I want to pay four bucks for something I can either DVR or just watch on the internet for free uh, the day after all those clips that are posted? Well, this is where your four bucks comes in. You're going to get original content from the UCB uh, Theater or the Upright Citizens Brigade. They're going to have their own show, which is going to include Amy Poehler, Matt Walsh, Ian Roberts, and Matt Besser, the original four. And uh, Jonah Ray, who we talked about a little bit before, is going to have his own show amongst uh, piles of others, which we can list. But I will say this. Bram, I don't know how you've always consumed your comedy. I'm assuming it was on vinyl the first time it was available, up through vinyl, where it's available now. Yeah, cassette, all that good stuff. That's how I did it as well. And then, of course, conventional television. Uh, But let's go to Will for this. Will, you're of the younger generation. How do you feel about these streaming services? Is this how you consume things in the comedy space, like, have you already been doing it that way? Like, mobile consumption of comedy? Like, are you on your phone watching clips from Fallon or Conan or, or even TV shows on YouTube, you know, that people are producing and web series? Are you doing all that through streaming? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm also I'm also kind of stuck in the past a little bit because my, my parents are going to have a lot of records and stuff like that. But I'm definitely... I, definitely make use of all these streaming services you know i i watch just about every comedy thing that drops on netflix uh like with bob and david master of none all the netflix specials that are out right mm-hmm. now which are great john mulaney has a new one um which is awesome yeah the comeback kid yeah it's a great special check it out so um, i guess the big question but, here is would you pay four bucks for you know, for stuff that you probably own on on dvd or in bram in my case a uh, vhs uh, would you pay for that and uh, and also the original content that's going to come along with it from it seems like pretty much your favorite people in comedy you know the ulti scene the definitely people. yeah I'm definitely an alt, an alt comedy guy um, but to be honest probably not okay that's fair you know I'm I'm kind of somebody who like has to hear from somebody else that it's like worth getting before I I buy it or maybe. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like something. There's so many other streaming services. I feel like this is just a, a way for NBC to get into that mix. But I, I don't, I don't see myself buying it. But not four uh, bucks. So the potential no. for a show from UCB, from the UCB Theater Group, uh, blowing up and being huge. I mean, I guess maybe the, ultimately it's just a landing place for these shows to develop. If they do yeah. build some sort of yeah. following, then we can push it to television. Yeah. You know. I mean, that, here's that, a question I have. See it. Yeah. Is it? All SNL episodes, like all all the uh, seasons. Yeah, SNL is going to be available as well. I think they're breaking it down by sketches. I, I don't know yet if it's going to be like full blown episodes where you can just watch every single episode from every season. Because I mean, that's something I would consider. I mean, if you can go back and basically have comedy archives from NBC, mm-hmm. like you could watch a classic like Johnny Carson era Tonight Show. Oh, okay, uh, that and is, that see. Is cool. And it also really depends on what they what they develop. If there's more stuff, like like look at Netflix. We were just talking about it. Like if they if NBC can bring in some exclusive comedy sketches, well, like specials, maybe series, a series yeah. or two. Mm-hmm. Like that's what they're doing here. And, 
And if you can just watch every Office episode, for example, or Parks and Rec, or or, or whatever, I think that's where there might be a value. And if you're a real student of comedy, <laughs> you might want to actually invest in that and go back and look at where some of the uh, you know early sketches and comedians on their way up and whatever i could see where that would make sense okay yeah so four bucks it's so you'd use it more of like a as a vault like if you can go back and watch the old stuff is it has more value than maybe the discovering something sure i mean i would want to see new stuff like whatever they have on a plate Mm -hmm. but you know it's only as good as it is right i mean if there's like two or three um series that aren't that funny or uh you can tell they're just kind of like working it out as they go along and they never get up to that point then that's maybe a cancellation after a month or two but okay well uh good news for you bram starting in january uh, antenna tv it's one of the free channels you can get if you if you're a cable cutter and you just have an antenna and it'll come in to wherever you live uh, antenna tv starting in january every episode of the tonight show with johnny carson so you will be able that? to watch all this that's I didn't great. say I wanted to, but I'm just saying you, you know, theoretical you would mm-hmm. be able to do that. Oh, okay. Well, no, great. I mean, actually, there are some classic episodes out there, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm really excited about that. I mean, I, I my parents are, were both really big Tonight Show fans with with Johnny Carson, so and so I, I watched a lot of that growing up. So I'm really excited to for that to kind of get into my generation and people to get excited about it again because I mean he's the guy, the original guy. He, cre- he created the format for. You know, late night. All right, uh, New York Comedy Festival. It happened this past week, uh, and uh, Will and I were able to go check out some shows. Uh, I uh, did a nice write-up for the goddamn Comedy Jam, which came to Gramercy Theater here in New York City. They crushed it. Josh Adam Myers is a beast. He's sort of the the face and the front man of this operation. He'll be our guest on an upcoming podcast here uh, for the Laugh Button, which is great. He tells us the history of the show, how it came about, all that good stuff. And uh, the lineup was phenomenal. Big J. Okerson, Eliza Schlesinger, Matteo Lane, Hannibal Burris, and of course Bill Burr came out to close it out as Steven Adler. Uh, I've got the full breakdown on the laughbutton.com, so check that out as one of our featured stories. It was sold out, sold out in like, I don't know, five minutes. It was uh, bumper to bumper in there. You couldn't move around, but the energy was out of control. Um, I also had the opportunity to check out Bill Maher's show at uh, Madison or the theater at Madison Square Garden. Also, a fantastic show. No opener. Bill just came out, annihilated, left, and that was that. Uh, so if you, I don't know if you're into politics and comedy. Um, he obviously does a lot of that in his act. Uh, it was really good, really funny. Um, and I'm not gonna lie. Uh, and huge shout out to the folks over at Comedy Central. They hooked me up with some very nice seats. All right, Will, what shows did you get to check out? Oh, uh, I saw Nathan Fielder's show. That was at the um, Skirball, right? Skirball, that was awesome. Uh, what was... did he do, by the way? Because for those of you who don't know who Nathan Fielder is, he's the guy behind Nathan for you. A very yeah. under-talked about show. Oh, that show is, in my opinion, it's kind of revolutionary. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's an overstatement. But I, the show, I was kind of scared to, to see what he did live, but it was great. It was that, awesome. That's why I'm asking. So uh, what, what did he yeah. end up doing live? Like, how did he translate... Nathan Fielder to a live show like a live setting well I mean it was basically in a lot of ways the same comedic sensibilities of the show just in live form you know he came out and he sang um, I think it was a Lana Del Rey cover and it was like super monotone like 
all the stuff he does in the show, and it, and it was out of tune. It was awful. It was hilarious, though. Um, and then he went into this bit with like a water hose, and he was threatening to like hose people down the audience if you saw they had their cell phone out. It was it was awesome. It's a great show. Um, so if you have the chance to see him live, definitely do it. Do it. And uh, he was yeah. in a comedy troupe in I want to say high school with Seth Rogen. He was Canada. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I guess it was meant to be. Both of them getting big. All right, so if you can hear like buzz song in the background, by the way, we should have painted the picture at the beginning Hi, of the, the news podcast. Hi, Victoria. Victoria, oh. our uh, chief oh, office operator. Uh, yes, things have been printed. I Basically, don't. we have a, a, an, inter- an interesting setup right now. We're under construction uh, at the Laugh Button. The Laugh Button Towers, uh, we're getting new facilities. So we've been pigeonholed into a comedy conference room. I prefer to call it the Metal Insider headquarters. Uh, that would be the Laugh Button headquarters. Uh, you know what? There's what a, me- there's a media empire happening. Yeah, Brim, uh, what do you do here at the syndicate? Just so the people <laughs> do know. I don't know if you described that last time you hung out on the pod. Um, but I, I did. I run a website called Metal Insider. You can go to www.metalinsider.net. Uh-huh. Uh, it's uh, daily news, analysis, music premieres, videos. Okay. I suggest looking up a band called Intronaut. Yes. You saw that video yesterday. Yeah, was... Will and I saw this video yesterday. Was that the us... one with the dolphin? The yes. Weird... Yes. It's, it's the yeah, funniest, it... weirdest video ever. The song's great. It involves and there's... metal, jazz, dolphins, uh, a female, some blowholes. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I... I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> but you basically gave everything away. It's uh, interspecial. It's a very yeah. interspecial video. <laughs> oh, man. It but is. But yes, I run that site. And um, if you like hard rock, metal, thrash, punk, grindcore, death metal, deathcore, metalcore. It's getting kind of niche with the names. That's Graham. true. That's true. Uh, what's a lot what's of the it. most obscure like description applied to any band that you've worked with? Or, or written about. There's a genre of porno grind. Porno grind. So what even, is porno grind? I don't music? even know. There's blast beats involved, and I, I don't know. There's porno okay. grind is is just extreme, too extreme for me actually. Okay, All right. that's um, where you back off. But dolphin yes, sex too is extreme. fine with you. Also Dol- too extreme. <laughs> the band extreme. They're all too extreme for me. <laughs> but yes, uh, dolphins smoking pot. Um, all right by me. Okay. All right. Well, there's a little crossover with our two worlds, the laugh button and metal insider. As the news came out that Dave Grohl, lead singer of, uh, Foo Fighters is going to be on an upcoming episode of the Muppets. Man, I'm very excited that? for this. That's yeah. great. My hometown hero. All right. Uh, a lot to get to as far as deals in development. Uh, Will, I know you can attest to this cause you're writing a lot of stories about it. I feel like. There's a lot in the works. Comedy now more popular than ever. So the networks are really, really getting on board, uh, trying to develop as much as they possibly can. Ed Helms uh, is producing a Mexican-American family comedy called Picante. It's uh, hopefully going to be heading to ABC. Isn't uh, Fresh Off the Boat on ABC, too? Yeah, totally. Wow, they really have that like uh, intergenerational, first-generation um, sitcom Hey, it's working. It's working. And if it's not broke, don't fix it. Rashida Jones, Will McCormick are working on a new comedy for NBC. Angie Tribeca hasn't even debuted yet, but she's already uh, working on her next project. Crazy thing about the Angie Tribeca is it's going to open up with a 25-hour marathon of uh, season one. It's kind of ridiculous. But it's already got a lot of heat, that show, which is uh, absolutely great. Neon Joe Werewolf Hunter is going to premiere December 7th on Adult Swim. Super excited for that. 
Uh, it features John Glazer in the head role of Neon Joe, Werewolf Hunter. It's it's a joke he made up with Jimmy Fallon on uh, The Tonight Show. Got turned into a real comic. Now it's getting turned into a real television show. That's how it works. Just say what you're thinking, people, and who knows? Who knows? Um, also happening this weekend, Trevor Noah's new special, Lost in Translation, premieres on the 22nd on Comedy Central, so be on the lookout for that. And uh, I don't know. Any last words, Will, before we get to our guest, Sean Donnelly? No, not really. All right. Thanks uh, for jumping you, in, Bram. I'm just going to say thanks for having me. It's <laughs> yeah, always a pleasure. Of course. Yeah, well, actually, gonna... you know what? I'll, I'll say that too. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you got it, guys. You got it. Uh, John Krasinski, Stephen Merchant, new Adult Swim shows coming out. Uh, it's been greenlit, so you can go to laughbutton.com to learn more about that. Moon Tower Comedy and Oddity Festival announces its 2016 early lineup, including Jim Norton, Maria Bamford, Martin Short, and so many others. Uh, we got the Zoolander 2 trailer and uh, some more news, including how you can get tickets to the fourth annual Patrice O'Neill Comedy Benefit that's going to be held in New York City on January 26th. All right, here's Sean Donnelly, everybody. Today, joined by stand-up comedian Sean Donnelly. How you doing, Sean? How are you, Mark? It's good to see you, my friend. And uh, see you. Congratulations on all the success and achievements over the last... Uh, I don't know. We can say five minutes. We can stretch that to a day. We could stretch that to a year. I mean, how far back do you want to go? I would say over the past week even has been kind of crazy. Yeah, so, it's yeah, been good yeah. to you, huh? Oh, yeah. It's, it's nuts, man. I didn't think this would ever happen like this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, your new album, Half Hour Special, um, you're doing what comedians set out to do right now. You're in the thick of it, it yeah. seems, right? You, absolutely. You got this thing sort of off your chest. It's out there now. Reaction's been good. Yeah. Yeah, the reaction's been pretty good, man. Like, and it's one of those things where, like, I was gonna say to you before when we met up, like, it's funny because I, the only thing I did before, I did a late night set before, and people were kind of like, kind of into it. It seemed like people liked it for the most part, but maybe not, whatever. But I think with an album, it's different because you're kind of putting out this thing that people are like, they're immediately gonna have an opinion on, and the, and like, and they feel way more comfortable telling you their opinion on it. So, uh, so you, I, you don't, and you don't really realize the brunt of it until after you put it out. So, I, I was like, oh yeah, it'll be fun. I'll put it out. And then I thought about it, like, oh wait, I, it might get reviewed, and it might, and people just might <laughs> message me and tell me what they think of it. And it's been pretty positive. Like it's been, it's been, it's been mostly positive. I only the only bad thing I had. Wait, was, who's who's saying? I was gonna ask you what yeah, what have been some of the opinions so I far. Had, that, well, no, that, the album wise, I had. Uh, because the week was so crazy, the album wise, I've had positive messages sent to me. Nobody's really call, like called me up to be like, "You suck," whatever. Right. So that it sucks. Right. I don't like it or whatever it is. Not yet. You know what I'm saying? But the <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, I'm they're working up it. the yeah. courage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just, yeah they're, they're doing shots in preparation to to email me and be like, "You suck." Um, <laughs> no, but basically, uh, the Conan right after the Conan said, I I had a guy. I don't know. I'm wondering who it was. I had a guy create a Twitter account just to tweet once and. And crap on me, or can I say you can say whatever say, you want? Yeah, you can yeah, say and shit, shit on, you. on me. Okay, uh, and shit on me, and that was the only thing he did. So, oh my and, and god, then, uh, that's the, o the only tweet the Twitter account has. But you know what, though, I, I would take that with. A, I mean, obviously, you take it with a grain of salt. Oh, but yeah. I would say this: you clearly got a reaction out of this guy. Yeah, right. So, so he worked very hard. <laughs> and probably had to create a fake email address. That's and the thing. Fake landing spot to put this together yeah. just to hit you up and be like, 
yeah, dude, you suck. Yeah. You know, it's have, like, yeah, it's and in crazy. turn, it's like, nah, you're actually kind of awesome. <laughs> you know, that, he had to go through all that work. Yeah, right? I'm like, yeah, you worked really hard just to be an asshole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was the Ooh. one reaction that I was kind of like, oh, this is, this guy went through an awful lot of work to do this. All right, uh, all right. But, but everything else, as far as the album goes, it's been a pretty positive reaction. Mm-hmm. It seems like people dig it, or the people that are listening, or the people who are contacting me seem to have, seem to dig it, whatever. Well, you know? it, it's, uh, it's a very good album, man. Oh, we're thank we're you, all dude. fans in the office. We've listened to it several times. Oh, and thank you, man. And I will say this about you on this this particular album. I, I feel like uh, you're extremely comfortable. You know, I don't know yeah. if you feel that way on stage or when you listen back or, or the last time you sort of took a step outside of yourself and look back. But I mean, it is super organic <laughs> in the moment. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. you're prepared. Stuff's coming off real well. The vibes are great. I, I feel like you're in the comfort zone, man. I don't know if that's a new thing for you or, for, or, or well, what. I but. do. I think the more I think it depends on where I am. So. The more I do this, I'm nine years in now. Okay. Uh, the more comfortable I feel on stage. So, but I think I think depending on the show that it is, and I gotta be honest, part of that, and there are times, I'm sure if you heard me do a set somewhere and I wasn't particularly comfortable on the stage, I might seem more, more you know, stunted or whatever you know, we gonna call it, or more like kind of nervous. But I, but not so much. Mostly I'm pr- fairly comfortable on stage, especially when it's a good show. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Especially when it's a good audience, which is which any comic will tell you. But one of the things that was so I think what we ended up using for the for the taping of the album was a Friday show and a Saturday show. And so I already already had done a Thursday show at this club comedy on state in, in Madison, Wisconsin. And the club is so good. And the Thursday was so much fun that I was so happy to be there that that made me even more comfortable on state. You know what I'm saying? Where sure. I was like, it was so welcoming. And these people were so on board. These audience members, the way I describe these people in this town, it's a very smart town. It's a college town, very smart town. They were like, they were smart, but not cynical. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, like, Sm- oh, you got me there. Yeah, yeah, yeah touche, man. Yeah, yeah maybe me laugh, yeah. fat man. You know, yeah, nothing yeah. like that where it's like, right. it, nothing where it's like, cool. like, New York has a lot of that, like, that cynicism to it. Not that I'm saying there are good crowds in New York and everything like that, but this was like, they were like, yeah, we'll we'll take this ride with you, sure, yeah. And even if you messed around a little bit, they're like, sure. Even if they, even if they groaned at something and you called them on groan, groaning for something, they'd be like, they would just laugh at that because they'd be like, yeah, we shouldn't have grown up, whatever, you know? So it was one of those things where I think the vibe of the room I think um, really added a lot to maybe me seeming more comfortable. Oh, cool, and I do right. seem comfortable for the most point, and that's kind of the point of my act. The act is supposed to be, my act is supposed to be conversational anyway. Yeah. So I think, I and over the years I've gotten way more comfortable, but I think what helped on the album was it just being an unbelievable audience as well. Well, you're such a welcoming dude. I mean, just like, <laughs> I remember the first time I ever met you, and I was yeah. just like, oh, this guy's, I think he's my friend already. <laughs> Wait, how did, how did his number get in my phone? You know, like, it, it uh, Christmas cards already, what? Okay, sure, it's July. Lie, but hey, I'll take last year's He's series. He's hugging me for yeah, no reason. Yeah, What's yeah. happening here? But that, that, you're very endearing like that. So, so Thanks, I think yeah. uh, you know that's also awesome for the audience who who may or may not know you when they're experiencing you for the first time. But I, not to get too dorky and nerdy, but I, I I'm always. Like you chose to record this not in your hometown, right? Yes. So whenever a comic does that, I'm always sort of like, not not mystified by it, but just like, oh, that's it's always interesting to me. You know what I mean? Why comics choose to do that? Because you think, hey, I'm laying down an album. I want my like my, my family and my friends and my hometown or like the New York people, because this is where you're working most of the time, mm-hmm. to be there and you know but you're you're in the middle of, you know, the Midwest and yeah. and the crowd was great. So is was that just a pocket that, that you just 
you know, really uh, connect with? Or, like, why did you choose, you know, Wisconsin? Uh, I'll tell you, I chose Wisconsin because of this club. Because you hear how great this club is, and you kind of jump with the chance to record there. And I was given the opportunity uh, to record there. And I kind of was like, yes, I'll definitely do it because I've heard just for two reasons, a chance to do a weekend there of shows mm-hmm. to headline there, which I was trying to do for like a year anyway. And then on top of it, because I've heard how good it is and it'd be a, and I, a buddy of mine, Mark Norman, he Love recorded. Mark, yeah. 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 He recorded his album there as well. Right. That, I heard his right. album and I was like, oh, my God, this place is like a sweet spot of comedy audiences. Be- and then but besides that, what also you're right, I think. I think initially what I had was I'll record it here. I'm from Long Island. I'm from Nassau County. But to be honest, I started comedy in New York City. So, and and the way, the way as far as Long Island goes, I've lived in Brooklyn for 10 years. So New York City would be the place where I probably would have recorded right. it otherwise. And... If I, I don't know, the reason I didn't do it is because I was like, I've also think there's two, one reason is because of this jumping of the chance of this club. But the other reason is, um, I think I did, back when I first started, I ran, I, I put on so many shows and I'm, I started comedy when I was 28. So I'm 37 now. And to be honest, I think I had it in my head, you know, a lot of my friends have kids, a lot of people, it's not like I have this, like my, my beer drinking, like hanging out friend buddies that can come out from Long Island to the city and go to this recording. Yeah. And, you're and not it. taping this at 26. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Sure. So Makes I was kind of like, sense. I was sort of like, I think, I think, I think a lot of those dudes would have came out, but I think it would have been a little bit of a struggle. And I'm like, but I either have that where I had to work at promoting it and getting them out and they have like a loaded audience or I can have this this club that's known for having amazing audience after amazing audience and then, and then on top of the chance of having five chances to do it so that's another thing too you had as opposed to maybe doing two tapes in one night somewhere right. at a club or at a bar or something like that or having five amazing or, or you know uh, stereotypically amazing audiences in this club in Madison, Wisconsin and hearing so many great things about it I was like no let me jump at this club because but I do agree I know what you're saying and normally I would have done that if right. I didn't have this opportunity and the next album I probably will yeah so is this what it takes to get your eight by ten up at a club? Like, like you taped your album there, right? So they're like, "Hey, can we have an eight by ten to put?" <laughs> like, what? When does that happen? Because that's that's always weird to me. It's like, okay, did the club ask it for it, or did did the comics go around and shop their eight by tens to try to get them in clubs? Like, that's funny. I, you know what it is? It's, it varies club to club. I've had yeah. clubs ask me for them. Okay. I don't. I never ask if I can put it up there. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. But I've had clubs at the end of the weekend. I think at the end of the weekend, if they enjoyed you, they go, "Hey, uh, can you sign this and we'll." Put it up. Uh, cool. I don't know if Madison did or not. I don't. Ah. Th- they might have. I think they might have. I think I might have signed a picture there, and maybe they'll put it up. Maybe yeah, we'll not. See. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. But then it boils down to what kind of frame you. But get, I'm not the know? type of guy to ask that. I wonder if there's comics that go, "Hey, put my picture up." Yeah, hey, but there, there might be because I know comics. But but uh, <laughs> there definitely is. There we definitely know comics. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> there's somebody in a diner right now <laughs> trying to get his picture <laughs> picture up there. But I never, I never ask. If they ask me, boom, yeah, I'll yeah, do it in a second. But cool. I think it varies club to club. I think it depends on what club. All right, la- last question I want to uh, ask you about the album and, and, and it, the naming of this thing. Uh, you have to name a baby. It's always hard. You have a lot of jokes. Which one do you pick that you name it after? Or do you just go way off the radar and just name it something weird that, that you came up with in your dream someday? You know, uh, the, Oh, as far as the joke listings go? Yeah, well, the, the, or, the track names? No, the actual album of the title, right? Oh, the album title, Manual Labor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Manual Labor Face is... is Perfection, yeah. right? And the joke is very funny. <laughs> yeah, and and it's it's so clear. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. fantastic, but but it. Uh you know what else were the options? I, I guess is what I'm asking because you're like, okay, that that makes sense, but 
I don't know. Like I, I came up with Snarfle Nugget when I was ten, and I really like that, <laughs> and I just want to name it that. You know. Um, I think I had, as far as choosing this name. Yeah, yeah. I Do you have help or I, did? I had help. A buddy of mine said it, and it's it's my it's part of the joke, but joke I have. Right. But I think it also really, really introduce, especially having my face on there with that name, mm-hmm. introduce right away introduces you. If you can, I think some people don't. Maybe some people don't get it. I don't know. If people, some people don't get the name, the t- the album. It's supposed to imply. In the cover, I'm on in a tuxedo, and it's supposed to imply no matter what this dude wears, no matter how he, what's going on with his dress outfit, him up till yeah, he yeah, looks to the like nines. he's in an electrical union. You know what I'm saying? Like it's supposed to be like you'll never look fancy in your life, kind of thing. It's, you know, whatever. It's just so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I mean, I grew up in the Midwest, so you know everybody was wearing the plaid shirts, and uh, you know we're all working yeah. in the garage and right. under the car, right? And, uh, exactly. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and everyone can do everything themselves. It's like the people left in this world who still have skills that yeah. don't have to look them up on YouTube. Like to build actual. Real jobs, right? Right, exactly. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and so it just really kind of hits home for me. So like, oh, totally. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's good. But that's why I chose that, and I chose it. I had a buddy of mine. Sorry about the phone ring. No, that's by okay, the way, no problem. Uh, my, my buddy, he kind of brought it up, and he and I, when he said it, I was like, "That's it." Mm-hmm. It was almost like a eureka kind of moment where right. I was like, "Oh my god, that's perfect!" And it really illustrates it, and like can, can, that can in, in, um, affect the cover, and you know what we're gonna do for the cover and everything like that. Uh, I I don't remember if I I think I had what album titles would be as a kid. I had. I had some in mind that I would do, but I don't even remember what they were. Um... I'm, I'm, try, I'm blanking right now on what they These are like, uh, you know, if I was in a rock band, you know? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the name of my I band one, is... I think I had one where I was like, I was going to maybe call it Affable, which I was like, no, that's too, like, trying to be too, 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 like, hoity-toity or something. Yeah, right, like, so yeah. I, like, like, it's basically meaning fat and jolly. Like, like so I... I I didn't have anything like fr- from my mind from when I was ten. No, not to call it. Gotcha. Call it thing. But I, but I, but I'm, but I'm sure I did. I think I did back then. Mm-hmm. I think over the years, I just, I just, you know, more and more, I was like, got, you know, just forgot about it. Yeah. Was, yeah. All right. So what's, uh, what else is going on with you, man? Uh, you know, obviously the re- release of this stuff. You're gonna be hitting the road hard now, or, or yeah, I'm gonna be hitting the road as much as possible. Um, I uh, will be in actually be in Long Island at the brokerage the beginning of December, the first weekend of December, and then I'm going to Aurora, Illinois. I'm gonna be at Moon Tower uh, Comedy yep. Festival in in Austin. I'll in see April. you down there, hopefully. Nice, yeah. nice, yeah. Love that festival. It's a great I one. I cannot wait to mm. go, dude. Because I've gone to Austin but not done comedy there, and I love Austin. Oh, that's great. Yeah, the I, the I, thing about Moon Tower. Real quick, if I could say, is like South by is obviously clown town, right? Right. Yeah. And then you actually get to enjoy Austin. I feel when you go down separately or for Moon Tower or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's well, well South by Southwest is like why? Because you're saying it's just a zoo. Right? Oh yeah. There's hundreds of thousands of people you in the little even, street. Yeah. You can't walk down the street. Moon Tower. You're just like, hey man. Yeah, you know, it's just chill. The atmosphere is awesome. The city's all on board with everything comedy. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? It's That's it's amazing. just yeah, it's great. Oh, dude! And when I went there, the time I went there, I, we went there for a wedding. Me and my wife and friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And I love if I if I wasn't doing comedy, if I was if I was doing comedy and I was early in my career, I'd move to Austin. yeah, you'd move to Austin before, like, before yeah. I moved here. But because I started here, I stayed here. Whatever it was, yeah. but but. Oh my god, I love that city. I think it's such a great setup of a city. I think it's a laid back place. Mm-hmm. I like I like the, like the the vibe of it. I love their the way their downtown is set up. How it's one row and it's not. It's basically kind of like not what New York was, but even like as far as music goes. Because you were saying how you're into music and stuff. Like as far as like the, their music scene goes, I think it's so cool because you just walk down the, the string of bars and there's dudes just playing free shows in these bars and they're just doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's not like New York where hey it's it's the hip chic thing to do to go to see this band. Or it's the 
it doesn't seem like that to me. Or if it's like you want to go see a dueling piano show, mm-hmm. we just walked into a dueling piano bar, watched it for 20 minutes, had a beer, and left. And in New York, that's a $50 ticket, and All you're right. crammed in a seat, and you have to stay there the whole time. You can't walk. It's like, it's so like just laid back to me. I just love it, you know? So I can't wait to go there. And then, um, yeah, what else am I doing? I'm doing, uh, I'll be in uh, uh, Dayton, Ohio, I think in December as well, or January. Okay. So I have a few road things set up, and I'm cool. hoping to do whatever more. I'm going to do one in a show in Fishkill, New York. So I have a bunch of random road stuff set up, and then in New York, I'm performing every night. And so. you're on the internet forever. I you know, know people internet. can check out yeah. your most recent late night sets. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm on the internet uh, seven yeah. days a week yeah. Uh, yeah, doing that whole and thing. That was like that whole thing. It's weird to put something out there. Man. Late night sets are one thing because it's kind of like it's video or whatever. But when it comes to this album, like I said, like putting it out there, you, it, after you do it, you feel you're like, oh, now I, I'm kind of, you leave yourself vulnerable a little people bit. People get to react. People, people get to react. Yeah. And you don't realize it until it's out there. You're like, oh, it's almost like you let a secret go. You know what I'm saying? It's almost right. like you're like, I, yeah, you know, whatever, you, know, you, you said something, you blurted something out because that's that's how I feel now with getting things back you're like oh people are being nice but they, it could have gone you know they could have been like hey man I liked it but I didn't like this you know, it could have gone very poorly you know yeah. whatever it was so yeah you kept all strange the strange feeling all the jokes I would have told you to not put on the album you yeah, kept yeah, them all right, exactly, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. what were you thinking yeah you stink <laughs> yeah exactly you know I'm, I'm glad you brought up the whole um, New York Austin thing and, and the reason why is I you know being from Long Island right uh, originally and then doing comedy here in New York did was there a chance for you to not live in New York City because people that are from here that don't leave I'm always fascinated with that as well because you're like don't you want to see something else or go somewhere else or try yeah to you know experience your life at least for a little bit you know if it's not just for college or you know start comedy somewhere else and then come back to New York but it was clear to you like New York City without a doubt um I'm not going to LA, not going to Chicago, I'm not going to San Francisco, I'm not going, you know. Well, I'll be, I'll be completely and brutally honest. I, well, I went to college here. I went to Manhattan College and then I went to Hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like in the city for college. I always loved New York City. But when it came to comedy, when I first started comedy, I was like, I'm going to give this a year. And if I get better, I'll keep going. And I kind of, I got to plead a little bit of ignorance here. I did not even, I almost didn't realize how, what, I didn't realize the the evolution of people's careers is usually you start somewhere else, you get good, you come to New York, and then you kind of get thrown in with a group like the best comics in the country, and you get better there. I didn't know that was the case, and I was already in New York comedy before I kind of realized it as I started meeting these people from all over. So then I was like, well, I'm here already. I never It never occurred to me to move somewhere and then come back to New York, which... Would have its uh, would have its advantages and have its disadvantages. I was when I was here, I already had my feet down in this scene, and I was already getting to know people, whatever it was, and I was getting better as I was going, you know, whatever it was. But but uh, it wouldn't have made sense for me to leave and come back because I had day jobs here. Mm-hmm. I had I was you know after a couple years in the comedy, I met my wife when I was two years in the comedy, so we were already dating. So and I never had the the option of like, hey, I'll go to Austin or I'll go to Chicago. Mm-hmm. But if I was just starting out now and I knew how comedy worked, I would go to Chicago. And I would I would work my ass off in Chicago and then come to New York. And then come back. Chicago's a great comedy town. It as is. Well. It's, it's an unbelievable. Like I, every time I meet new people from Chicago, I'm like, oh, I wish that Chicago to make would make themselves a third hub of stand up because you have New York, you have L. A. And Chicago's so good, they have to kind of go to New York or L. A. to get an industry recognized. Mm-hmm. But I would love it if Chicago just dug their heels and were like, nope, you come to us. But which which people you can't. We said, some people, some of the guys there do that. They stay and they're like, you know, they're the diehards. Mm-hmm. But 
I'm like, I wish that the industry would just recognize like Chicago has a lot of good stuff coming out of it, and we should go there and do uh, do our, you know do our due diligence there because it's just like because there you can actually have a comedian's life where you're supporting yourself off comedy. New York, you can't. We yeah, have that whole, you can't. New York becomes way too expensive. You have that whole angle. You know, people talk. There's that whole argument that that, that people have been talking about lately where it's like New York has become a place that it's supposed to be a place for artists, but you the art artists can't do their art because they're here trying to survive. You have and to be a millionaire why, to live in the city. You be a millionaire to live in the city. That's yeah. why you have people moving to Detroit for art and, mm-hmm. and music and stuff like that or people moving to you know to Chicago and doing comedy or, or, or music or whatever it is and Austin and stuff a lot mm-hmm. of people fled to Austin because it's becoming a city of millionaires and I love New York and whenever I leave and go on the road and I come back I'm so glad I'm back but I, I would to answer your the first part of your question from before I would have loved the chance to, to live somewhere else but now where I'm at with comedy if I say I quit comedy tomorrow which I'm not going to do but say I did okay good yeah, let's yeah. start there good <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> but say I did, I'd be gone. I'd be out of New York, gone. I'd be gone in a, in a uh, month. I'd be gone. Well, be- it's it's interesting. You like you said, it's naive situation, but but for the best, I think, right? I mean, yes. Absolutely for the yeah. best Because what happens is Like I said There's pros and cons to everything But what happened in my career was A lot of guys What they do is this They start on the road They start in the Midwest I feel like Or whatever they, wherever they start <clears throat> They start touring around They build up their at, They build up an hour of material uh, And then uh, They know how to do Like a half hour on stage No problem New York, when you start here, what happens is you have industry here, and but we, we, we're very good at mastering the five-minute set, and that's what we're known for, and that's what gets you on late-night TV, and that's mm-hmm. what gets you a career. So I kind of did it a backwards way where I started here, I got better here, I mastered a five-minute set, I got that on TV, and then from there, started getting road work from there. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm like almost backwards learning how to headline. So I've been headlining for like two years. So now I'm learning, and I had the material to headline, but it was it's a more... It's like it's a reverse feeling of you know you know what I'm saying it's an sure. awkward feeling of like oh I'm used to doing ten minutes a night at bar shows or the comedy cellar or stand up New York I'm not used to being like having I don't have five nights a week doing twenty five minutes right. to forty five minutes a night yeah. so it's it, it was kind of an, an opposite route but you know I'm, I'm plugging along you know and uh, you the listener can't see this but uh, uh, to let you know how much Sean like Chicago he actually stole someone's sh- uh, Chicago Cubs hat <laughs> I have a Chicago uh, Cubs hat on <laughs> just so when he goes back he's like welcomed with open <laughs> yeah, arms yeah. right yeah as they hug me. With <laughs> I, go back. I have I uh, one of the main reasons I have this hat on is not just because I like I like Chicago, love Chicago. Cubbies like are my favorite team. So oh, like, they? oh, yeah, nice. yeah, that's okay, my cool. jam. So. And on t- but top of that, I, there it's a forty-seven brand hat, mm-hmm. and they're the most comfortable. They hats are. In the they're world. good. Yeah, they make the really shirts good. are good too. In fact, I think I have one on right now. A, yep, it looks like it. Yeah, it's like a Hartford Whalers forty-seven yep. retro shirt or whatever. They're the best, yeah, they're, they're, the they're pretty solid, man. Yeah. Well, now now I know what to get you for Christmas. Thank you, buddy. Thank you so much. All right. Um, let's talk. Uh, my dumb friends real quick sure you yeah. know how did how did that uh, what did that how did that come to life that you came- know because it, it's a, it's always an interesting backstory with some pods like you just wind up hanging out with somebody oh i met this guy in an audition next thing you know we've been podcasting for 15 years and blah 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 you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so how, how did this come about it the- came about because uh i think i think originally i had the idea for a pod i was thinking like a lot of guys have like uh you know you had the pete holmes podcast you had marin and stuff like that mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, oh, well, you kind of look for a hook. Everybody's looking for hooks on their podcast. Right. Uh, so but the way I thought of it was, well, what about guys came on and told the dumbest things they've done in their life? So it's like literally like comic friends and whoever like coming on and telling drunk stories or relationship dumb stories or high school prank stories or whatever it is. And I, there was probably something else out there like that. But I was like, I came up with this title, My Dumb Friends. And I asked, I'm really good friends with the comic Dan St. Germain. Mm-hmm. You know Dan St. Sure. Germain. And uh, he's been my buddy for a while. I've known him pretty much 
much since I started. We've been close uh, for a long time. When, so, when, when you met him, what phase was he in as far as hair and, fi- and, and beard? Uh, always the same phase. Was it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just he's like always Wolfman. Been, yeah, always, <laughs> as, as he says, the, 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 uh, the dog from Never Ending Story. Yeah, he's always been in that phase. Fa- he's always been in, in roadie phase. In, <laughs> right. In, in warrant roadie phase. A roadie for warrant. He's the original last man on earth, just so everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. That's how he lives his life. Like, right. There's nobody else around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but so we were really close and um, uh, we're buddies and we do comedy together and we were roommates for a while uh, before me and my wife moved in together. Actually, my wife, that's kind of funny. My wife, she had issues with roommates in her apartment in Brooklyn. So, and we had a roommate move out. So she moved in with me and Dan for like th- th- probably like four months before wow, we had her place. She could sustain that. She like, sustained she... it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it must have been like a, a war for her. I was going to say, like, that's intense. That's some Two comics. Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was brutal. And me and Dan are not, you know, you can tell by looking at us, we're not the, wait, wait, this is the thing. We're not mega slobs where it's like there's food everywhere. Right. But we we also, we're not gonna, we're not gonna follow up and do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, yeah, the bathroom's dirty, but we're not gonna do anything about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what would you say is the worst thing you put her through in her time living together with you and Dan? Like, it, I mean, she obviously survived. Yeah, you were able to marry this person, which I, I'm assuming you did that out of respect. Yeah, and, and <laughs> just for yeah, admiration, just for just like wow, I tolerance your level game. is high, yeah. man. Yeah, you can how have my kids. How'd you get through this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the worst way I put her through is probably like probably just her having to listen to me and Dan talk about comedy 24 hours a day, yeah. and just sit there and then and then probably maybe the worst I put her through is having to see Dan in his underwear. Maybe she <laughs> had to come in and see and myself. Fuck that, myself. Yeah. Me too, my underwear. What is, and she still does, and she puts up with it, and she still <laughs> stays married to me. Yeah. Like, Comes yeah, in the apartment, there's both of you on the couch, yeah, spread eagle. Two fatos in their boxers <laughs> watching The Wire is not but, fun. Yeah, but a hand cloth <laughs> over the yeah. cock. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. you're too excited? Is yeah. this a really good episode? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when she sees the back hair on your legs, that's when you know it's like the romance <laughs> is gone. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's, uh, that's funny, man. Saggy boxers sitting there with Pete's on her shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, yeah, there's no more magic at that point. Right. Uh, so that's maybe that, that's probably what I had to put with her. Like, just, just like unveiling adding, the curtain. Adding another, adding another bearded mess to what she had to go through. <laughs> just adding a, a doppelganger of bearded fucking grossness. When's, to what she had to go uh, when's the last time you were clean shaven? When's the last time it was? Uh, Dude, I, I was trying to figure out the other day. Barren I wasteland. I say now because I can only I can figure it out. I think five six years ago was the last time I shaved it. Okay. Yeah, I I've shaved it. I've cut it down pretty pretty low. Okay. But it's been on there for f- at least five years. Okay. And then I think I shaved it, but I had it before. Like I had it ever since I started comedy. So when I first started. I think I shaved a couple years in. I shaved it once and didn't have it for like a week, and then just grew it back. Yeah, and that was it. So for the past like people are like, where's Sean? Years, Who's I've this guy? Yeah, hey, Sean, what, what did you do? Yeah, yeah. What happened? Yeah, hey, Sean happens. couldn't make it. I'm filling in yeah, for him. Yeah. I'll do a tight five. I yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sean's long lost cousin from, uh, from yeah from Mike Wisconsin. Donnelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, that's great, man. <laughs> so but, yeah, so when I came to the podcast, we just were really close. Uh, we were buddies. We we lived together. We we got along. We we had a we had a rapport. Even if I I think 
I think we knew. I think it just made sense to start the podcast. I think we had a point where we would have conversations, and that's one of the things that people like about the podcast. They like the back and forth between us. Mm-hmm. They like the guests as well. But they, I think we've gotten messages, a lot of messages from people being like, "We like when you guys like argue, like when you know, like it's like because it's not it's, it's all amazing. Fun. Isn't it it's amazing? Yeah, yeah, People are fascinated by. Yeah, and as they should be because if it's good, it's good. It's good. Right? It's good. Yeah, yeah, people we like that. Think, people. Well, like we're worried about like, hey, should we ask the right questions in this? Mm-hmm. And they're like, we like when you guys yell at each other, like, <laughs> or when you like embarrass each other. We're like, all right, we'll just do that. Then. That's fine. So yeah, but it's it's that's how we got started. And then, but now the the roadblock we hit, which we've kind of been working around, is Dan lives in L.A. Right. Because he writes for a TV show and mm-hmm. he's been writing scripts and stuff like that and does stand up from there. So um, what'll happen is I'll go either he comes here, like he's coming here for the holidays. We're gonna tape a bunch on next Tuesday or I go out there and we tape him or I we do it over Skype so he goes to a studio and then I Skype into the studio so that's been kind of like rough a little bit but we're able to work around it for the most part hey you gotta do what you gotta do you yeah. guys are getting successful man yeah, yeah man we're blowing it up becomes an issue you know <laughs> connectivity issues you know yeah, 3,000 yeah, right. miles in between you <laughs> well um, if, if you were to read uh, like if I were to hand you a sheet of paper yeah and, and, there, was, and there was a joke on it uh, out of ten jokes, how many do you think you could nail? Like you could tell, our Dan Saint Germain jokes. Like, what would your percentage be? Like, oh, do you have him down? You know, like, do you yep. have that paper? I, I wish I did. Oh, I just yeah. thought of this. I was I, like, oh fuck, that would have been a great. I think I could get. Mo- I think I could get. Back, like, just to be on. Do you beat a hundred percent? Not a hundred percent. I'd probably be ninety percent. No, I don't. I might be a hundred percent, dude. But the thing is, because like I said, because he lives in L.A. now. There's something new that he uh, has. The that TV, I don't know. the TV is starting to fester in. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. changing him. So no, no, but I'm saying like I, I he might have some new jokes that I don't know. Oh, uh, gotcha. But okay. so I would say let's be eight out of ten to be on the safe side. Yeah, I think that's I could, good. Yeah, I can. It's a good percentage. Nail, nail eight. Yeah, we're buddies, man. That's I, I, probably someone you should be podcasting with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we're pals. That's good, man. He's, he's a funny dude. Uh, so what fell to the wayside for you, Sean? Obviously, comedy is what you do now. And uh, you talked about, you know, when you, you started comedy, hey, if this doesn't go well in the first year, whatever, I'm done with it. Uh, what what were, who was blessed with your presence during those early days? Uh, dude, it was like, that's why comedy, I'm, I'm glad comedy worked out for the, so far because... You mean as far as job goes? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You went to school uh, for something. I went to right? school. I went to school for film, but I didn't know what the you know. What, what, what does that mean? Yeah, and then, developing then, it, well, shooting it. Well, I wanted to like be a director. Oh, like, gotcha. You know, like, yeah. Okay. But I. But to be honest, I was kind of lost. Uh, I was kind of I like what I was what I was doing up until I t- I I didn't, I didn't mention this. I took the cop test. I took the New York City cop test. Oh no I way! Took, I took all the tests and then failed the physical because I'm too fat. Couldn't get over a freaking fence. But I tried to do a story about it on stage, but it never works out. But uh, so I took all the tests and got uh, passed all the tests except for that one. But then decided I was like, screw it. I could have gone back and retook in the physical, but I was right. like, I don't want to. Whatever. This isn't for me. Yeah, P90X I'm, not for me. Yeah, exactly. I don't Working need to try. Out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. So I'm glad. I I didn't do that and then I, I did a bunch of day jobs I did I almost got some union job at like a, a sewage plant um, my, my wife my, my mom's friend's husband was uh, was trying to get me that job and I was kind of like alright and that kind of fell by the wayside a little bit and then I had office jobs I worked in advertising I worked in facilities that's that's basically one by the wayside if you had to give an official answer I worked two facilities jobs which is like 
all, with like going fixing stuff in an office. And all when right. you work in an office, they have a guy they call, hey, the, the toilet on whatever's broken, <laughs> can you call the plumber? So we would call the plumber, you, or we would go and you'd oversee a construction project going on on one of the, you know, stuff like so, that. So you followed your face. Yeah, I followed I my face, you exactly. followed your face <laughs> in those early days. But you know what, though? It's, Honestly, it's not union stuff. The guys who came and fixed the stuff, that's my face. Yeah. The people who work in those offices, it's a much different world. It's like a corporate, yeah. it's a corporate like facility. Oh, what a weird gig. Like, yeah, it's a strange thing because all you're basically doing is calling up the guy who fixes the yeah, thing. Yeah, you're just yeah. giving orders. Yeah, pretty much. And <laughs> the first one I job I had like that was way more laid back. It was a 70-person office. Uh, that one was fine, but I, there was no direction. Like I couldn't gone anywhere from there, but it was decent money. It, it entitled me to leave at 5 o'clock and go do stand-up, and that's what I came to love about it. Mm-hmm. And the people there I loved. But the second job, it was like legit facilities job, and the woman I worked for hated me. And uh, oh, no. she wanted she was dying to fire me. What's, what's her name? Me. Air quotes. <laughs> we'll call her. What should we call her? Uh, let's call. I don't know. Let's call her uh, Veruca Salt, I guess. Uh, okay. I, don't know. I have no other. No. Yeah, Veruca Salt hated me. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, a, say that. that's a random name. <laughs> now, is it's that from, coming from Charlie and the yeah, Chocolate Charlie Factory, the Chocolate or, Factory yeah. or the band? Uh, that, Charlie, uh, Charlie okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know why? Because I just saw a thing online about all the people, all the people from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, like, like what they're where doing? Where are yeah. they now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, those are those are always uh, intriguing. Think those can be sad or very very nice. By the way, how fucked up was Chocolate River? Like when they yeah. got on that thing and they went through that tunnel. Oh, like yeah. I've I've gone back and watched that in slow motion yeah. to see all the images that are. Oh, have you done really that? Like, yeah, it's like insects. It's like, isn't it like, like, uh, like snakes eating uh, centipedes? Yeah, and, stuff like that? and like yeah, yeah, chickens yeah. getting their head lopped yep. off and, that and was shit. A kids like, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I was like, thank God I wasn't That's the aware. Seventies, man. Seventies <laughs> was fucking badass. Yeah. They said like you had, they asked like these like the top ten directors right now and they were like, what was the best part? What was the best decade to make movies? And all of them said the seventies. 70s because that's when they that's when mainstream that's post-drug movies were the 60s most recovery and they're like yep. sure but, <laughs> but that's also when the big studios were funding like these experimental like movies mm-hmm. like easy rider and right and all these and all these things you know so, so you, you, you're as old as me so you make the cut the 70s right? 70s yeah 78 i was born yeah. 79 yeah. for me oh so. yeah cool nice yeah <laughs> you look much younger than me well you look much hipper and much younger <laughs> you have cooler hair <laughs> no this this is called a bad haircut that i haven't got fixed in no, it looks like good, four man. months so. that's a rock haircut <laughs> well, right that's there. the thing about playing rock and roll music is you could just let yourself go and it's yeah. like oh it's acceptable <laughs> right that's the one time yeah and yeah. In comedians as well you could kind of oh, sure, get away yeah. with being oh, unacceptable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah if anything it makes the jokes oh, funnier 100%, right yeah um, but uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I don't claim the '70s. I don't remember. But would you consider yourself more uh, '80s or '90s kid? Because because we're That's we're so sort of split, so right? We are split. You're right. And I gotta be honest. It's I think it's. It's a hard thing to answer because somebody mentioned that the other day. It's so funny you said that. They were like, "Well, you're like '80s and '90s." I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." Uh, I would say because you remember Ghostbusters when it came out. Yeah. But you you also remember. You know, like uh, Back to the Future and like Back to the like Future three. Yeah, you know, or like, even like, like it's like you remember if you remember movies from eighty three. Right, like Tron is like my all time favorite, and yeah, that's eighty two. Yeah. Now I I don't remember. You know, I was three. You kind of remember, but when I was like five or six, yeah. like I clearly remember watching yeah. it. Yeah, right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Back to the Future. I remember kind of going to the theaters to see it, but I remember it being on video more probably. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but I would say you remember the payphone era. Clearly, uh, clearly, hundred <laughs> percent. Right, clearly. and then you remember, you know, the Zach Morris early '90s. Say yeah, I'm the guy. Absolutely, with the, yeah. But you know, by that point, it was like, it was one of those things. I guess that that, that might be this might be the difference. Okay, ready? Okay. 
watching Saved by the Bell, ironically or unironically, that might be the difference. Great call. Yeah, you that's know what a I'm great saying? fucking yeah. call. <laughs> Did you watch the episodes when they originally aired? Yes. With yeah. determination, and you could not wait. Yes. Right. No, because we watched them. Me and my sister when they first aired. That was what. That was like eighty tail end of the eighties. It must tail end right? of the eighties. So I well, was. Well, so you're talking. Ten. You're talking Saved by the Bell, like. Talking like the, the, like the California Bliss, ones. Like yeah. Miss Bliss. Which is another weird thing because they right. were in the Midwest and then they revamped and the they show moved it. and they right. were in California and they kept some of the kids. Right. right. That was weird too. Right. Uh, <laughs> but They no, kept the, this kid, I'll tell you that. I, mean, they kept this I one watched too. every oh, sure, episode absolutely. of that shit. Yeah, it was Hallie Mills. The, the Peter Angle. Never met the guy, but I'll know his name forever because I saw it in the credits. I've seen, seen him in interviews and stuff like that. I've no, I don't. I can't say I've gone on. I'll it's have to do that. It's a funny era of kids TV back then because it's a funny era of TV in general. Sure. Because what you had back then was 60-year-old guys making TV for seven-year-old kids. And that's what he was. He was probably... Actually, when he did that show, I'm sure he was in his 40s or 50s. Okay. But he was like a Still very... Still up there. He's Still a, up there. Yeah, very corny... That's like you know, mm -hmm. it's like you. He should not be making kids shows, <laughs> like you know, and that's what it was. It was a corny show. But as far as I can remember, because say 1990 is when the California ones came, or 89, right. maybe yeah, 89, yeah. 89 probably. I was already 11, so I already knew that it was corny. I think by then you knew it was corny. Right. I wasn't watching it like I love. I don't think I ever had the thought I love AC Slater. He's so cool. Right. I think I always thought of it as this is lame. And then I remember when we got, I got a little bit older. Me and my sister Erin, we would watch it after school and laugh at it. Right. Knowing right. how lame it was. Yeah. So now the thing is this. Am I just not remembering that in the beginning I loved it? But I don't, really don't think I did. I think that makes the difference. I think that's the difference. Like, that's what the – I guess I'm an 80s kid because the kid part's 80s because by the time the 90s rolled around, I had that like teenager like, fuck this. This yeah, is this, lame. This is yeah. so cheesy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What are you going to be for Halloween? AC Slater? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got so, my singlet. <laughs> so I think, I think that's the difference. I think if you, you're a 90s kid, if you watched Saved by the Bell and you were like, this is the coolest thing ever. Right. Like, I think that's when you're a 90 or a, you're a 90s that's kid. That's a great call, man. You're unironically being like, this is a cool show. These kids, they're in their, they're teenagers. I think by then I was like 12 when I really was like, oh, this is lame. You know, yeah. Because if you think about it, 1990, well, 1992, because when, during the run of the show, I was 14. So 78, I was born. By 92, I was 14. By the time you were 14, you're not watching that show like like with a lot of hope and like, <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? You're not watching like, I really hope this works out for them. Did, like, you're, did you make you're it you're to the new it. class or the college years? How far did you go? Uh, college, college years. Uh, college years. Yeah. And even the new class I watched, by that point, I watched it like almost like, yeah, because I, I, I watched Because so there was a hottie on there. You were so invested. <clears throat> you're Do you want to hear how invested we were? Me and my sister would, would goof around about the show all the time. We made up, <laughs> we made up trivia questions okay. that we would ask people about Saved by the Bell and to see how well they knew Saved by the Bell. I love it. Do you, do you want me to ask you? I you, know the questions. Uh, oh my God, you still know the questions? Yeah, I hit, know a hit couple me. of questions. Hit me. I mean, yeah, hit me. All right, I'll, give you, I'll give you an easy one. What was the name of the principal? Uh, uh, Mr. Belding. Okay, that's yeah. easy. Yeah. Okay, what was the? And then it's harder and harder. We would get hard, we would go really easy, and then get harder and harder. Okay, and the, remember the oil spill episode? Uh, vaguely. Okay, do you remember the vaguely. name of the duck? 
Oh my god. Okay. I mean, I clearly remember, remember this episode. Yes, yeah. yes, I do well, remember the name this. Of the duck. Oh no. I know the name. I think of the duck. this. I think this and is I know where you're gonna lose me. The name of the duck is the name of the duck. Okay, hit me. Hit me. I don't know the name. And of The name duck. of the duck is Becky. Okay. And the reason why is because it's Mr. Belding's wife's name. Ah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Fantastic. And then we would do that. And the other one we would ask is we would go, "What's the catchphrase of the remember Screech's secret sauce? Do you remember that? I do remember. I remember the secret sauce. You and, got me beat here, man. Yeah. For sure. Oh no, dude. And I just remember those because I think I, I bring it up in conversation a lot like, yeah, yeah. like whenever Say by the Bell comes up which is not which is more than you think it is uh, <laughs> and I apologize for that <laughs> it's just I don't know no, why it just I, does cool it. it's magic yeah but I get to ask these questions <laughs> yeah. the, the Screech's Secret Sauce episode he had a catchphrase and we would ask people what's the catchphrase and it was the sauce you can have but the secret she's a mine that's that oh. <laughs> and then the hard the really hard one oh the that's so a t-shirt that <laughs> never got made right <laughs> like Sean, if we only had just, a T-shirt factory 15 years ago, I we'd know. be in business, man. Just, we'd get be 47 brand to make these T-shirts. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> They'd be. I'd fall asleep It'd in be those a dream things. Come true. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, and oh, that's so good. And then on t- to, to finish this off, the one that we asked people that was the most impossible one mm-hmm. that we would ask people, <laughs> and only one person got it right. And all the people that we asked this, because at the time, more people like back in the day, people asked about we were talking about Saved by the Bell more. Right. Uh, was do you remember the toga party episode when they were like sure. a, like later on in high school? Sure. Wh- whose house was the toga party oh, at? And this is like almost like a trick question because it's not one of the main. Yeah, it's not one of the main characters. So, but I, it's I somebody mean, who's been on there enough. Where so here's it's the a thing: character. I don't know the answer, but I'm just gonna name like a character that's not part of the main cast. Okay, you know, like like Max. Like the guy right. who ran the cafe, the the, 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 diner the, food. the, uh, the Max. He yeah, the Max. he ran the Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it, was it at his place? Nope. Nope. Okay. It was at, do you remember Ox? Oh, totally. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. It was at Ox's house. Oh, that's too funny, yeah. man. So that's how, that's what's in my brain. That's why I do comedy, because I have no other information uh, in my brain. I love it. Well, you crush me on that trivia. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, doing radio for 10 years, same boat. I just know too much about everything. Yeah. But say by the bell, I'm weak. I'm weak, man. I so love trivia I'm stuff, looking man. you. I'm looking to you as a teammate. So if we hit one of these, uh, oh, we'll do a trivia night. Trivia nights, about. man. I want to. I want to do a show. Where I, do you remember a show called World Series of Pop Culture? Yeah. Oh, I would love that show. I want to revamp that. I show. I like how that alone is a trivia question. You yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that show? Yeah, that remember that show? show the trivia yeah, show about trivia? Yeah, it's yeah. like no, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good show, though. I love the idea. Yeah. that It's like two teams playing uh, music, movies, and and TV. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to. I want. I'm trying to like. I'm gonna revamp it so bad. Oh, uh, that would do. be. Let's pitch it. Why I know, not? I know. Who's stopping us? I know. I know absolutely. If you I'll want try. it bad enough, let's make it happen. I know. Let's do Dude, it. Dude, we'll ride the coattails of your new album. Yeah. And your new special. Yeah, we'll walk in and be like, I'm Sean Donnelly. They'll go, who? <laughs> hey, listen, I'm Sean. I have an album that just came out. Hey, ever hear of Conan O'Brien? I was on the show for five minutes. Yeah, make man. This, make this game show. <laughs> hey, you never know. Man. Yeah, right. Never... True, yeah. And if they say no, we'll start our own network. Fuck yeah, it. Fuck Everyone it. else is. Yeah. Everyone yeah, else. we can start. We get an app on Apple TV. <laughs> it's funny. I, it's it's so funny that you had those at the ready because whenever people bring up Star Wars, they do the same thing. I'm like, I'm like, okay, uh, remember when Luke Skywalker was training yeah. with the blast shield down and there was that little ball that was up in the air shooting little lasers? That. All right, what was the name of that ball? It... I don't know. No yeah, one ever knows. No, but they say it. it. They clearly say it in the movie. He's, it, uh, and Han Solo gives the answer. He's like, hey, being good against remotes is one thing, kid. But out there in the real world, you know what I mean? It's that oh, things it's remote. are remote. It's yeah, a remote. Yeah, yeah, it's a remote. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. people are just like, oh, shit, yeah, I guess it is a remote. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's just like one of those things. It just sticks in your brain for whatever reason. I so. totally hear you. Are you excited for the new movie? I bet you can't. Oh, I'm, um, yeah, I got my tickets. I'm super dorky wait. about it, man. I, I 
I'm, I'm doing not, the 2 I'm a.m. screening. You at, what? I'm doing it like a 2 a.m. screening. That's I'm, how stupid I am. My buddy of mine I bought know. a bunch of tickets, or, yeah. or his friend bought a bunch. Of, I'm trying to get in on one of these, these like 11 at, at night. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Yeah. You'll get in, man. You'll you'll find a way. It's in. gonna be awesome. Yeah, it's gonna that be. That trailer is unbelievable. And they only get better. And then I mean, it's getting to the point where like, oh, the Japanese version of the trailer had like. Two thirds of a second of footage. Like, I know. They I gotta see it. Yeah. yeah, they're so it's like a smart. Conti's. It's like a. It's like it's a. So yeah. bad. But how can it? I don't know. It, it can't. There's no way it can't be good. Or, or uh, can't I, not be good. Is what I'm saying. Right. Uh, I absolutely it agree. Has to be. Well, the reason for me, I think the reason that everybody's brain they just don't want to say it out loud because they don't want to jinx it is J.J. Abrams. It's I, because the I don't think really, you can jinx it. I can't. Uh, you yeah, cannot I know, I know. jinx it. I was. At, I don't know about you. I was a. Di- I'm one of the reasons that I feel that way is because I was a die-hard die lost person. Okay. Me die too. Hard, I was super into die-hard like or, to the or point into lost. Where yeah. People go. People like <laughs> I bring it up and we talk about lost. They go, Yeah, but that ending. I go, You know what? I don't care. That ending mm-hmm. was good enough. It was good enough. I was satisfied too, man. I, I'm with you. I'm one of the few well, who were like, I, "How is he gonna end it? Whatever." There was a writer strike in the middle of that fucking show. I know, I know. Like there was a lot that a lot of There's factors lot of going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I they set up an awesome show, man. They um, what you call it? They. Oh, do you have to get out of here? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I was gonna say. go like another. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm totally good. Uh, I had it with that show where, I was first, I'll be completely honest, when I first watched the finale, I was like, kind of disappointed. I was kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, they didn't answer, they didn't really clearly answer. They didn't answer, answer the ones you wanted to exactly. answer. Yeah, yeah. That, but that's, but yeah. when I watched the second time, I'm like, that was good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that was good. It was solid. You put that up against a lot of other finales and shows, and it's good. Sure. And people are so willing to just turn on something. They just, you know, you know, they're the rest of the reason that Damon Lindelof is not on Twitter. <laughs> Because he go anytime he would tweet something about, I hey, get it. I get it. Check this show out. Like, say he'd be like, "Hey, go." Say it wasn't even his show, or if it was his show, he'd be like, "Check, check this show out." And they'd be like, "Yeah, better than Lost, you fucking idiot!" Like, like they would just attack this dude, and then he just got rid of twin, um, uh, Twitter, Twitter yeah. because of it, and Tinder probably too, and Tinder yeah. probably. He's probably getting no girls. <laughs> Grinder out. He's going on dates. They show up. He's like, "Oh, you created Lost? Fuck you, buddy!" <laughs> right. He gives him the worst set of blue balls, and then right away he's like, "Yo, Lost sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm out." Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's actually a perfect. That might be the perfect analogy for Lost. We're like, oh, did I get you right to the end, and you just yeah. don't feel satisfied? Yeah. yeah. Good luck, and they walk out the door. But yeah. But, by wanna... the way, not to stop you, you just made the face you make in one of your eight by tens, and like I was looking down at the ground laughing from talking about this. I look up in your face. I was like, oh my god, that's the face. From the photo that when I wrote a story about you a couple months ago, <laughs> I just had like a flashback. Like that was my comedy nom. I was like, there it is. That proves I have three faces that I make in, in life. <laughs> it's so funny, man. Well, um, all right, Sean. So you talked about where you're going to be heading. Uh, you know, you got some gigs obviously down the road. The album's out, half hour's out. Um, like, what's the next move for you? What do you want to achieve next? Like, what are you really looking to do? Do you, do you have pitch ideas? Do you just want to focus solely on stand? up do you want to write more like what's uh what do you really want to focus on now? well to me uh, to start off like the 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 main thing for me is stand-up like stand-up everything else fuels stand-up mm-hmm. and everything else is fun like i've been doing some acting like I, I did a part on like that show limitless and i did a couple parts on yeah. broad city and 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 uh and the amy schumer show a little yeah. bit like very small parts and that was really a lot of yeah, fun yeah but that's I, cool man that's really how you cool. get in like oh, exactly. wait do you wait do, do you have to get your sag card now and shit i have like, it you, i have it you got it okay. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm really that, excited that's about a weird that. thing like you can dip in and dip in, and then people catch you like if you don't want it they'll be like hey man i know hey man they'll hunt you down oh yeah there's a whole thing yeah and scabs and all that. Yeah. Uh, but no, but basically, but I've been doing most, I've been doing 
uh, SAG stuff. But um, that's a lot of fun. I would love to do more of more of that. But it also sounds like when you say that, people go, "Yeah, so would everybody." You know what I'm saying? Like it's like you go, "I'll do more acting," mm-hmm. but it, and I am, and I'm working at that, and I'm auditioning for stuff, and hopefully you get it. Yeah, but there there's two ways you can take that. Yeah. One because you want more money, and maybe it's giving you more money, and two because you're really genuinely like enthused about acting, yeah. and you just want to do it the same way you do stand up. Like, yeah, right. You exactly. know, like. Look, there's a handful of people that to be, get to become millionaires doing stand-up, right? Yeah. And then there's the people, then the next level is you can survive. Yep. And then the next level is you're sleeping on someone's couch. Yep. There, there are three yep. phases to stand-up comedy, and you're Absolutely. one of those three. There's yeah. very rarely yeah. are you like, well, I make enough to kind of fuel my other car business. And it's like, no, you don't. No, like, no, not there's at all. three yeah. stages. No, that's it. Like a billionaire. You're surviving, and you can afford to get married, right? Or if that's what you choose to do. Right. Or I'm on. I'm. I live in a ditch, and unless you know Tim's home, I'm and he lets me see his catch. Um, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. No, but so, that's, so you're genuinely into acting, like well, I'm you want to. Genuinely wanna... into acting. Yeah, I like it a lot. I took I took a class and everything, and I'm into it. Uh, but when it comes to when it comes down to it, stand up to me is the number one, and stand up everything like all that acting stuff. It, it just makes it like say you get on a show or something. I think mm-hmm. that's as far as what the next thing is. If I can get on a show, which is like. Which again is what do you like want to do? What do you want to do? It's like saying I want to win the mini lottery. What? Right, but what do you want to do? Like, like uh, most people assume or... comics are like oh, the wacky neighbor or whatever. But like, oh, what yeah, kind like... of like do you want to do a drama? Like, do no, you want to do? No, I'm not at that point yet. Okay, I, would, I, I think I think that'd be awesome to do that down the road if I got if I got better at acting and I kept going and I was you know and I really got because comedy's drama, man. You have those chops in you already. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. I think a lot of comics do. Yeah, because yeah. you you know how to act like yourself or whatever. But I wouldn't want to do that before I was ready to do that. Okay. I think for right now I want to do what really the goal would be is having my own show would be unbelievable and I think that's everybody's goal all the time you right. know like and because what happened but, but like I said semi autobiographical yeah, you know they always like, call it that but yeah, it's really it's autobiographical yeah yeah would you, would you want that or would you want to do something like no, your own show I'm, but something completely different no something about myself there's okay like, and there's things that I've pitched and things that I'm trying to pitch right now and there's a couple things in the works like that are uh, on a smaller scale than, than like a full on my own show but I would want to I would want to do that but basically, one of the main reasons, not because it would be awesome, it would be fun, it would be great, and it would be a good project and all that, but also because it would entitle me to keep doing stand-up as long as I can because then that gets you an audience and then the audience comes mm-hmm. to see you do stand-up and then you can, so, and then you get better at stand-up and then you kind of, you make your own audience, basically. You, have, you get a little bit of a following going on. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. So, the, everything kind of, what I, that's what I mean by everything feeds stand-up. So, I want to keep doing stand-up. I want to keep getting better. I want to, I want to, like, I, I like where I'm at right now. I think everything's going great right now but I'm always trying Trying to get funnier, and you always want to get, you want to be more. You know, I'd love to be more prolific. I'd love to maybe have more of a, you know, uh, maybe more of an edge than I do now. You know, like like I would love to get just keep keep improving, keep getting better, funnier. You know, like you want to have people like the next album that comes out or the next special that comes out. So I guess logically with stand up, in two years we would try to put out. In my head, I'm like in two years I would love to put out an hour special, and so I'm gonna work hard at that. And then, but I want, but I would want that to have people going, wow, that w- what, look how much he's grown mm-hmm. since since that the album. half hour, exactly. yeah, yeah, sure. So that's the goal, and then it's just cool. working at that. I think it's being as objective as I can, so I can get to that point. So I don't. That's like I'm saying, like when I first started, I said I want to get better. My biggest fear when I first started, which is why I didn't think about moving to Chicago, ever was, was I just don't want to be the guy who delusionally thinks he's funny when he's not. <laughs> and I think, and I think I still have that in the back of you my got, head. All the time. Man, you got yeah. a good head on your shoulders when yeah. it comes to that <laughs> stuff because I mean, obviously, comedy 
comedy's oversaturated because there are a lot of people that think they're funny. Yeah. And then they might be to some extent, but like, yeah. there's a difference between being situationally funny, funny with your friends, stand up funny, writing funny, you know, all that stuff. And, yeah. and the fact that you're aware of all that and like you chill, you know what I mean? That's, that's impressive, man. Especially to have stayed here, like you said, never left. And you just, yeah, that got was, ingrained and it's here you are, man. Yeah, the staying here was circumstantial, Props. but it was, I mean, it was like just because of what the, the where I was in, I mean, the situation that I was in. Yeah. But it was also because I was like, when you're here already, the, once I got a couple years in, it was like, there's no real reason to move. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, it, if I was here and it wasn't, and the situation wasn't improving, and I was like a few years in and I didn't know anybody or I wasn't, didn't feel like I was getting up enough, whatever it was, and I really drastically wanted to change my thing, then I would have moved. But the way, the, just the, the good fortune I had was to be like, oh, I'm here already. I know enough people. I was doing the mics. I was meeting enough comics. I ran my own show, which helped me meet mm-hmm. a lot of people, uh, which can help you a lot. Immensely. If you're starting sure. on comedy. Just and building relationships. Building relationships. Yeah. No, that's what it is. Like the, the, a lot of this thing, being funny is a big portion of the thing, but it's also, it's, it's who you know like every other business and it's also perception and it's also getting to, getting to know people. And, the, and most comics, most people I've met in comedy are uh, good people. They're my, my friends. They're, you know, especially in New York, I just got to know a lot of the comics in New York and it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's sad in a way because what it does, it, it, you almost like start a new life where you drift away from like your old friends and you're mm-hmm. on to your new comedy friends. But, that that helps. That's part of it. You can't just go to your spot, run back home, and then do whatever. You know, it has to be. There's a hang portion. Yeah, of this you have thing to live it. That gotta, really helps a lot. Yeah, and I think that's helped me over the years. All right, last question for you. And thank you so much for the time, Sean. Oh, I really appreciate uh, me, catching this up with awesome. you. And again, congrats on all the stuff uh, you've been able to achieve over the last week or so. Uh, and be sure to follow uh, Sean on Twitter, Shawnee Time. That's S E A N, not the other twelve ways you could spell Sean. <laughs> One of the trickier names in the uh, in the Americas. And uh, Sean Donnelly Comedy. Also, the website. Uh, Sean, when did you realize you weren't going to be a professional athlete? <laughs> um, <laughs> when did I realize I was going to be a professional athlete? Yeah, when did that uh, day hit you on when, the head? When I was on a basketball team and I was 10, a, C- uh, a PAL basketball team in Long Island, and my dad was the coach, and he even he benched me. That's how, that's how that sounds like a vaudeville joke. Like, when I was, I was so bad at sports as a kid, my dad was the coach, and even he benched me. But it's true. Uh, I did not play. I, I, he would play me, but it wasn't like right. I knew back then. <laughs> Like, like you know, you, when you have, when your dad's talking about other ten year olds on the team in front of you, that's when. And don't, don't get me wrong, my dad was a great dude, and he was a loving dad. But he, he was clearly like, a smart like, coach. Yeah, he's like, yeah, Sean, you're great, but that Kyle kid, he was man, he was, <laughs> he was, he's really great. So yeah, that was the probably the moment. When Sean, I, Sean, go down, fake an ankle injury. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, it. the the uh, PAL basketball ah. uh, really not really lighten up the the court in PAL basketball. You still have the T-shirt? I feel like you still uh, have the T-shirt. It's got to be somewhere at my mom's house it's gotta be just you, you, you know, have to go track that down take a <laughs> yeah. photo with it at a podium like you were yeah, drafted put it on with yeah. super tight and my fat belly <laughs> yeah just tape it to your chest I tape it to my chest yeah exactly frame it this is no where reason. this used to go yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well sean uh awesome times man thank you so much thank dude. you so much cheers man. Thank all right you for having me i really yeah. appreciate it you got it bye-bye all right that was sean donnelly joining us right here on the laugh button podcast I want to thank Will, intern Will, and uh, intern Bram, uh, who's interning on the Metal Insider for the last, what, 10 years now? You've been- yeah, I'm interning. I'm an intern. I have a blue dress and a cigar. <laughs> That's an old-timey Monica Lewinsky joke for all you uh, all you newbies out there. People Monica who- Lewinsky was... Uh, I well, am familiar. Uh, I'm okay. not that ignorant. All right. Jeez, he do, he has, like, uh, you know, he's taking history classes. Uh, do they teach that in history, you think? 
today in adultery. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole, there's actually a whole chapter. All right. Uh, I want to thank you both for joining me. No, Matt. Uh, I know it, uh, it could have been funnier, but it also could not have. For Bram, Will, and me, that's going to do it for this edition of Laugh Button Podcast. Until next time.